said, said to me that the, the modern ladies are not making Pesach this year, and they prefer not to have a sure on how to make Pesach. It brings back uh, stress memories. So, Tilden said that part, but I'm, I'm adding that part. Okay, so, so message tomorrow night I'm doing a share for the community, for the ladies, which will be about making Pesach. So if anybody wants to click in for that, that'll be much more on the Halacha Um So I think I'm going to do something, do some thoughts on on, on Pesach itself, um, something that you you want to think about, want to share by the Seder, etc. So um, I'm going to give you three thoughts. The first one has to do with the, the, the four sons. So I want to look at the Pesukim of the four sons and try and see see some lessons which we can have about uh, relation messages that we want to give in relationships, whether it's to our children, to ourselves, to our friends, um, as teachers, etc. Okay, so if you can open up the Shmos, uh, Parak Yud Beis, and look at Pesukim Chavov and Chav That's where we'll start. So if everything at a Chumash Shmos, start with that. And we'll also need a Chumash Devorim. So, um, the, the, the Gadar says that there's four, the, the, the Torah talks about four sons. And it, it labels each one of them. It says this one is the Tom, this is one is the, this is the Russia, etc. Now, the Torah never gives them that, that name. What happens is we look at the Psukim, we look at the conversation which is taking place. There's four times in the Torah where you have a conversation of a father to a son. And the Torahs, the Chazal were analyzing the Psukim saying, oh, this must have been a conversation between a father and a child who's a Tom. This must have been a conversation between a father and a child who's a Russia. The Torah doesn't say, you know, and this is a child who's a Russia. We're, we're, de- we're, de- we're deriving that from the conversation, that that's the conversation which is taking place. So um, the first conversation which the Torah talks about, a, a, where, where, a, where a parent is transmitting a message to a child, is in Shmos Yud Beis Pasuk So the Pesukim over there talk about the, the, the Bereshim gives the first command, time, the commandment to Klai so to bring the Korban Pesach. And then it says, When your children will say to you, it says that you should know when you come to Eretz Yisrael, you should keep continue doing this this mitzvah. So it's already you're in Eretz Yisrael. This child has not experienced Yisrael Mitzrayim himself. He's going to ask you, or he's going to say to you, what is this avoider for you? It's a korban pesach which you're being for Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Bershom was Pasach on the the Bate Ben Yisrael. But of course, the Jamit Ben Yitzil, he smote. He smote. I was like, you know, I have to, I have to speak this archaic English when you, you read Chomish, right? He smote the Mitzrim. Um, and he saved us. And this message of the Mitzvah of Karm Pesach, and that they're going to have children, Rashi says, and they bowed in thanks. Chazal said this is referring to the Ben Rasha. So that's a pretty important idea. First of all, that the Rashi says over here that Rashi says, They were told that the Gula is coming, they're going to Eretz Israel, and they're going to have children. Now, the children of the Torah is describing as a child who's a Russia, and we're saying thank you. So, this Russia is not, uh, 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 he's not irredeemable. If he would be, it would be hard to say thank you for that. So, he's not irredeemable. 
Now, where do you see in the Psukim that this child is a Rosh? Again, remember, it's, we're looking at the Psukim, we're analyzing, oh, this must have been the conversation between a parent and a child who's a Rosh. Where do you see in the Psukim that this child is a Rosh? So there are a few clues. So in, in the other places where the Torah talks about it, the Torah uses the word She'ela, he's going to ask you. Here it says, The child says to you, which means he's not asking, he's saying a statement. He's not asking for a question to get an answer. He's, he's, he's making a declaration. What is this about? As opposed to what is this about? You know, there's a, a story about a person who um, gets, a, gets, a, gets a, a letter from his son and he reads the letter and he's very upset. He says to his wife, the child that we have, he says, Tata, send money. So the wife says, let me read the letter. She says, that's not what it says. It says, Tata, send money. Right? You know, it, it's the same words, but it, if, it's a, if it's said as a question, it's a different thing when it's said as a statement. So you could ask, what is this divine about? Explain it to me. That's a fair question. But it's not a question, it's a statement. Okay, that's one hint. Um, the second hint is, which we say in the God, it says, Lochem, for you. So, uh, something like not for himself. Now, everybody asks the question, the, the Pesukim, which talk about the, the question of the Chochem, it also says, Eschem. It also says you. So why do we look at the Eschem of the Chochem as not being exclusionary, and the Lochem of the Rasha as being exclusionary? Okay. So let's look at the psukim of the Chacham for a moment and, and contrast the two. The psukim of the Chacham are found in, in Sefer Devorim, in Parshas Veschanan, Perak Vav. Okay? And it's psukim Chaf through Chaf Hey. So we're looking at the, as Devorim Vav Chaf. Devorim Vav Chaf. So here we have the first word start off as the child asking a question. And he asks you, again, remember, this is the child of but again, we don't know that. We're learning the Pesukim, we're saying, oh, it sounds like an intelligent question, it must be it was a Chacham. We're looking at the question, looking at the conversation, and realizing this child is a Chacham. We're looking at the conversation, realizing this child is a Rosh. So where's the Chochmah? He understands that the different types of mitzvahs. There's Edus, there's Chukim, and there's Mishpatim. That's an intelligent question. He's asking a question, but he's ready. In the question itself, he's he's looking for clarifications. What are the, the, the different types of mitzvahs? Which ones? What are they, etc.? But it says the word Eschem over here, and that it's not understood to be exclusionary. And by the Ben Rosha, the word Lechem is, is understood to be exclusionary. Okay, so what's what's the difference? Now, the positive, both of these are talking about children. In, in, we're talking about the distant future. The, the child was not a Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And he's asking the father who was there, or the father who heard from his father who was there. He's asking him a question. So a child who's not, who has not been there, he's, it's, a, it's a fair question to ask your father, teach me Torah. I don't know Torah. You know it. Hashem gave the, the mitzvahs to you. You were there. What are the mitzvahs that Hashem gave you? So the word you is, is, is it makes a lot of sense in the context. You l- learn the mitzvahs, you know them, teach them to me. So he says, He's not saying, Shem commanded that you and not me. 
He's saying Hashem commanded you, means he taught you, gave you the mitzvahs. What are they? So I can also know them. All right, so, the, so the eschem is not exclusionary. The eschem is a logical flow from the thought of what, what the context. You know, Tati, you know Torah. What did you learn? What what did you learn that Hashem wants from that that you know that you should please teach me? The Russia is not talking about he's not talking about Torah and teaching. He's talking about Avoda. Avoda belongs to the child as much as it belongs to the father. is what the Russia says back in Shmos. What is this Avoda for you? The Avoda is not only for you; it's for me also. So why is he saying Lachem? What is this avoider? Okay, but why are you saying lochem? Torah, I don't have Torah. My, my father does teach me Torah. Avoider belongs to the child as much as it belongs to the father. So why? there's no reason to say that the father is has it and please give it to me. We, we have it together. So the, 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 the Torah looks at the, the idea that a person should see avoider as something that he's excluded from. It belongs to the previous generation. The, the, the root of that is he's not really interested. He doesn't want it. When the ter- person says, "I don't know, I'm 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 lacking knowledge. Please teach me." That's a fair that's a fair question. I think that the lochem is exclusionary, because here we're discussing avoda and there we're discussing Torah. Okay, so that the 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 underlying message of that is. You might, uh, we all have, have a right to say, you know, we have, we have our humility, we know we don't know. But we all, ha- we all have a mokum and a Hashem. We all have a place where we, everybody has what to contribute. The, the, the youngest child can have an understanding of a vayda, his own personal vayda, which his father can't give him. Everybody relates to Kodesh Baruch in their way, in a certain sense. I, I can't make up the mitzvahs, I need you to teach me, but that I relate to Kodesh Baruch that's a, that's a personal thing. So it's not lochem. It's it's lonu. Ma'avad is this lonu would be the would be that would be the correct way of saying it. If you're if you're interested, we both have avoda. We're doing this avoda. What are we doing? What is this about? That's a fair question. So he says ki yomru, and he says lochem. Vamartem you and you say. Now it doesn't say you answer. It doesn't say you answer to him. It says you declare. Seven pesachu l'ashem. So why are you declaring? So the, the goddess says that you don't talk to him. You, you, you say, leave him alone. He's excluded. Right? You're not talking directly to him. You're talking to a different child and saying, you and not him. So Martin, you don't talk, you don't answer him directly. You say, this is a Zevach Pesach Hashem. So what does the word Pesach mean? Anyone take a stab what the word Pesach means? Now, if I'm asking the question, you know the answer is not Passover. So, take so. How many of you are, are fluent in, in Aramaic? Don't all raise your head at once. Okay, take a look at the Targum, and let's see if we can make out a word over here. Okay. That. Pesach of Zion, the same room. Dabach chayos hu kadam Hashem di chos albotei bnei Yisrael limitzrayim. So that word chos. Since you're fairly familiar, you've used that word, and all of you have used that word in your life. Chas v'sholem. Hashem should have mercy. Chas means mercy. So the name word Pesach means, according to the Targum, which means that's the, 
Moore says the Targum was the Masorah from Moshe Rabbeinu. How to translate the word? It does not mean Passover. It means mercy. The name of the Yom Tif is mercy. Right? You all know that, right? I got big smiles on your faces. Okay. So Rashi points this out. Um, the Rashi is actually a little bit earlier. Let's see if I can find the Rashi. Pasuk of Gimel. If you look at Rashi and Pasuk of Gimel, Uposach Vichoma. And Hashem should have, well, had Chemlo, he had he had mercy. V'yesh lefarish b'deilag. And some explain it means that Hashem jumped over. So that's the second shot. The second shot is Passover. All right, so when we translate Pesach, Passover, that's the second shot. But the first shot of the name of the Yomtev, the name of the Yomtev, the word Pesach means Chem, Hashem has, he's Chemol, Chemol al-Dalim, right? It's a lotion of Hashem having mercy. Hashem was merciful in Klaistral, and he did not let the Mashkis come into our homes. Right? It was worthwhile to come today to know the translate the name of the Yomtev, that you've known since you were a young child, that you got, they always translated it wrong. I know the name of the Yom of Mercy is going to, just going to sound funny, right? Okay, so so what's your answer to this child? What do you respond to this child? This child is saying, They're saying, the Korban Pesach is a, is a Korban expressing Hashem's mercy. We, we need to fortify ourselves and understand the response when a person is challenging, why are you doing this? You have to understand that it's because Rosham has a relationship of love for Klai Yisrael, and I need to give back to Kodesh Baruch Like any relationship of love, I want to I want to be in that relationship. Hashem had mercy on us. Hashem took care of us, and we're giving something back to Him. That's what Avoid is about. So I think that's an important way to uh, to lessen in relationships. You know, when we when when we're, we're giving a message over to our to the children, even when they're defiant. Right? The message isn't that, you know, that, okay, the message is w- w- we're doing this for a good reason. We have to strengthen ourselves in that. We have to be confident in ourselves in that knowledge and give it over to the child as well. Rashi says, and Kaisel was had, of course, a toiv on the message that they're going to have a child. A defined child is not a bad child. Divine child means we have to work harder in teaching him. So we say in the Gala, sometimes you need to say something sh- strong to a child. Not that you, you're you not going to be Nigal. If you had re- remained in that state of thought, of mind, you would not have been Nigal. But I responsibility to get you out of that state of mind. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a strong message of Hashem's mercy. Help you see in the world how much Kodesh Baruch takes care of, of us, takes care of Kalyus, takes care of, of each person in their life. And if I can give over that message, I can bring the child into the world of Avodah. Okay, so that's the first child. If we go to um, the Parak Yudimol, the next Parak Yudimol, so uh, in Pasaches, so the Torah here is where the Torah actually talks about the mitzvah of 
remembering you see it's Mitzrayim, and you're going to eat matzahs, you're going to eat matzahs for seven days. And Pasuk says, We got the mincha by And this is the mitzvah God. On that day that you left Mitzrayim, you're going to t- tell over to your child that Bavur said, for this purpose, Hashem, took it, Hashem did, did, did this for us to take it when we took it out of Mitzrayim. So again, it's the father was, I was there, you weren't there, I'm teaching you, I'm giving over to you what, what the purpose of this whole Yitzhiyah was. Bavur said, order that. Rashi says, Bavur So the message of the Haggadah has to be that, we're, that the goal over here is to do mitzvahs. Here the Torah says, we got to the Bincha, it does not say that the child asks any questions. So Chazal says, oh, there's top of the child who didn't ask. So again, we're, we, we don't get the label up front. We're, we're looking at the Pesukim and we're analyzing and saying, well, where's the question? Every other case, it says the child says something to the father. And here, it just says, you start talking. You start the conversation. So they must see the child who didn't ask. There's a fascinating morale. The morale says, it says that when it says, then you they are so normally you translate any of the initial, the picture is like the kid, you know, who has so small or so unintelligent that, he, that he, he's, he's not, not able to ask. The morale says that any idea, the Yerushan of idea means idea of a, a, a connection to, to a thought. It says, they knew each other means they became very close. They became connected. So the idea of any of the initial means he's not interested. Uh, years and years back in the 70s, there was a big campaign about the fifth son, right? the child who wasn't there by the Seder. According to morale, that's number four. That's the one who's uninterested. You need to draw him in. You need to get him there by the Seder. Right? You, you need to find a way to draw him in. Because any of that doesn't mean he's a little, he's, he's a very intelligent person. He's not interested, he's totally apathetic. And what's your message to such a child? About verse S, so the, the, the words itself are fascinating. In order that, order that means purpose. A, a life, a life by definition without a Kodesh involvement is is really purposeless. I cannot, a, a, in a random world, I can do the nicest things in the world, but there's no purpose because the whole world is purposeless. It has no beginning, it has no end. It wasn't created for a purpose, it just happens to be. So we're a blip on the screen of time, and what's the difference? So where's purpose in life? If a, if, if a purposeful being created something, then it has purpose. So, but a purpose, purpose, purposeless life is exhausting, frustrating, and totally, totally... It, it leaves a person totally totally unsatisfied. So you need to, trans, to transmit to the child that life has purpose. Well, it has purpose. That's what's the purpose, and how do you how do you fulfill it? So that's the 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 second son. That's any of the initial. So you tell them by that In order that I should be fulfilled the mitzvahs, the brusher created the world. I should fulfill mitzvahs. Now, it's a fascinating thing. For example, the Pesach Matzumor. It's not only the Pesach Matzumor. Right now we're sitting by the Seder. We're talking about Pesach Matzumor. Tomorrow we'll talk about a different mitzvah. But the the idea of mitzvahs are being purposeful needs to be fleshed out. 
What's the purpose of a mitzvah? What, what does Hashem get out of it? I, you know, because I'm a big tzaddik, so now Hashem is happier. Like, like what? He doesn't really need me. He Hashem created the world. He wasn't lacking anything. The Hashem was perfect. He wasn't lacking anything. So what does it mean? There's mitzvahs. There's purpose in life. So we'll get back to that. Okay. Now go to Pasuk Yudalit. So again, we're looking at the post and saying, well, that wasn't such a sophisticated question. It was a question. So he wasn't apathetic. He wasn't challenging me by saying, he was asking, but it was a, it was a simple question. So we call him the, the Tom. And he says, Mazos, what's this? Now, what was he asking about? What was the this that we're referring to in the in, in the pasuk? So the seder, right? Well, actually not. You look at the beginning of the parsha. The Torah talks about the mitzvah of petrach amor. So, if a firstborn of a donkey, the Torah has a mitzvah. You can either either do one of two things: you can redeem it onto a, onto a, a, a sheep and give the sheep to the kayan. If you don't do that, you break the animal's neck. See, here we're taking a totally fine animal, and you're breaking its neck, and the kid says, what are you doing? That's the question. It's nothing to do with Pesach. So that's where the, the message of the four sons are not limited to Pesach. This is a all the year round, whenever we're doing something, there's going to be opportunities to interface with the child and say, the child's going to say, I explain, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And you answer, Hashem called the Bukharim, killed the Bukharim, etc. So we give over the message of Makas Bukharis, and we give over the message that therefore the Bukhar belongs to Kodesh Boruchu. I can't take advantage of it myself. The Petr's Rechem Ascharma go to Kodesh Boruchu, and a Bukhar of a child, Ampoide. And you should put it as an Oisla Yotcha, and etc. So this was a simple question. We give, And the answer is a history lesson. It's important that either, even the, the most basic child should understand he's part of Kalei he's part of a bigger picture. And there was a history, and there was difficulties, and the Bershom took care of us. So that's an important lesson. lesson. Okay, now, let's look, let's go back to the Chacham. I want to analyze the Chacham a little better, because we just looked at the Chacham before as to contrast that with the Russia. So let's go to Devorim. Again, it's in Perak Vov, Apostle Chaf. Okay, so your child's going to ask you, Mocher Rashi says, Yesh Mocher Shulach Razman. It means in the future. It means in the distant future, there's going to come a time um, that your child's going to ask you, So there's, there's different types of mitzvahs. There's Adis, there's mitzvahs which are testimony. There's mitzvahs which are to let us be a way to declare the truths of Hashem to the world. There are Chukim, there are Mishpatim. So, what are they? Which what are the mitzvahs? So this this child is asking a very sophisticated halacha question. There's six hundred thirteen mitzvahs. Please categorize them. I want to, I want you to tell me what mitzvahs are, are edus, what mitzvahs are chukim, what mitzvahs are mishpatim. I don't know all the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs. Teach me the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs. He's not asking for any type of hashkafa question. Right? Agreed. We give him a whole Hashkafa lesson. We don't answer his question. 
It's like a rabbi when you ask him a question. He gives you a whole story. He doesn't tell you the answer at the end, right? V'amart to the bincha. Avodim, you know the fire of Mitzrayim. V'yetzir Hashem in Mitzrayim be'yad chazaka. We were avodim in Hashem in Mitzrayim be'yad chazaka. V'yetzir Hashem oisu, so moivsim, g'doylim, miroim, mitzrayim, b'faroi, b'chol b'ezer l'neinam. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu put oisu, so moivsim, signs and wonders. G'doylim, miroim, b'mitzrayim. And we saw it. V'yetzir Hashem in Mitzrayim be'yad chazaka. Okay, so the kid is like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, I got a whole history lesson. I, I just asked a simple question. Like, you know, I wanted to understand. I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a brisk. I, I don't want any Muster Shmuzin, any Hashkafa Shmuzin. Just tell me which ones are Ada's cooking Mishpatim. You give the guy a gun to Drosh. Like, you went to Shalom Shadron's, you know, the Shear over here. Vait Savaino Hashem Lassus is called a Chukim Ayla. The Moshe commanded us to do all of the chukim, all these chukim. The man of Yisano lost the lonas arsish and he's bala v'seno. Excuse me. The Rosh Hashem will kennel that that the chukim will give us yira from a kodesh baruch hu. Let's have vano kol yomim chayusedak yomazeh, and it'll be good for us and it gives us life. Usachat yilano, it's meritorious for us. It's meritorious for us to keep the mitzvahs. Wow. If you would grade him on answering the question, what grade would you give? A plus? C minus? He didn't answer the question. But he gave, and and, and worse, you know, the father said at the end, he spoke to the chukim. The child's question was, Eidus chukim mishpatim. We said, no, kola chukim eil, everything's chukim. So what's the, what's the conversation going on over here? So this is a Ben Chalcom. He's asking a question. He wants to understand. He wants to categorize. He wants to put things in a nice little compartment. And the father says, you know, before you get there, let's understand that really everything is cooking. The Russian doesn't need anything out of us. Everything is just, these are the, the, the system the Russian set up. A chayk, besides meaning a something which is un, understandable, a chayk means a rule. So the the Russian set up set up a world that this is how it functions. The laws of nature we call them laws. They're chukim. Didn't have to be like that. The Russian made it like that. The Russian could have made the world that uh, differently. The Russian could have put gravity in the world. The Russian could have taken gravity out of the world. I once read as a young uh, young man. I'm not gonna tell you how many years ago. It's, I think it's over 50 years ago at this point in my life. Um, so, um, a, uh, a a science fiction story called the, the Day That Congress Repealed the Law of Gravity. Right? It's a law of gravity. You can repeal it. So what would happen to the world if the would repeal the law of gravity? Of course, if we know, know the law of gravity, we would explode and the world wouldn't exist. Because the only thing that's keeping us near the sun is gravity, so we would be somewhere out in the middle of outer space at absolute zero temperature, and our bodies only be held together because of gravity. Yeah, whatever. So, like you know, that was the science fiction part about it. Like, slowly but surely, the world slowly disintegrates. You know, it's one of these like, you know, gory excuses for literature um, that boys used to read. Um, it's called a law, but it's a chayk, right? 
It means it's it's important. It's foundational. I, I don't understand why gravity exists. The, the Russian, I, I can't understand what it is once we have it. But that's the Russian decision to put gravity into the world. The laws of nature, right, are the way the Russian made the world. Once they're there, I can understand them. I can understand what their function is. I can understand how they're beneficial, etc. But I have to understand that the bottom line is Russia made the world this way. He could have made it a world different way. He could have made us totally spiritual beings. We don't need a world. We don't need gravity. And we don't need to eat. Why do we have to eat? Do we have to eat? There's human beings, the Russian couldn't have eaten something they, they don't have to eat. Russia was on the heart for 40 days. He didn't eat. Human beings could live without eating if he wants, Russia wanted them to. Right? Save a lot of time. I, 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 I've been years in trying to advocate that we should repeal the law of sleep. Uh, you get so much more done if you don't have to sleep. So Medrash asks, actually, why, why, why the Russian create sleep? Take a, take a stab at it. Don't say to refresh us, because Russia can refresh us without sleep. So the Medrash says, because this way reminds us that we're not God. Because when you go to sleep, you can't run the world anymore. You wake up in the morning and the world's still there, it reminds you that you're not God. So the Russian put put Adam Rishon to sleep to remind him that he's not a God Otherwise, he would think, well, my gosh, if I go to sleep, what's going to happen? The world's going to fall apart without me. I'm so important to the world. Mission, no, you're not so important. That's the matter's answer to why we need sleep. It's a good, it's a good answer. Did you ever think of the question why we need sleep? No. Okay. It bothers me all the time. So the Russian set a system up. It's a great system. But, so the first thing you have to know is the Russian made the system. It's a Shem's Chukim. Okay, now what do you do with that? He says, and you have to understand, why does why does Baruch do that? It's, it's a source of life for us, and it's good for us. You need to get a message across to the kid, the smartest kid in the world. He can know all the kind of backwards and forwards. He still needs to know that mitzvahs are because they're good for us. We're not taught mitzvahs are good for us. We're taught we need we need we need to do this, and it's important to do this. And Hashem expects us to do this. And we don't do this. We're bad kids. But the message has to be, it's good for us. The Russian created the world because he wants to be made to us, and the, the mitzvahs are the vehicle which he allows allows him to benefit us. So mitzvahs are good. You should want to do the mitzvahs. So going back to the the message which we which we give the 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 the, uh, the other sons, the 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 ben chacham is the one which really pulls it together. The message has to be, yeah, but where's that? There's purpose in life. What's the purpose in life? Why is life purpose? Because Hashem made it. Without it, can't be purposeful by definition. What did he want from it? What's the purpose? Well, he wants us to serve him. So that's what Russia said. Where does, this come from? Where does service come from? But in the he hinted to an answer. It's lochem. It's for you. It's it, it's not for Kodesh Baruch. It's for us. We understand that we gain every time we do something which is difficult. At the end of the day, we gain. We gain by, by connecting to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Anytime we put effort into something, and by the effort we we it, it, we're doing what Hashem wants. The same way in, in, a, in a marriage. Every time you put effort into your marriage, and you it's it's difficult. At the end of the day, it strengthens your relationship. And you benefit from that. And if you wouldn't benefit from that, you wouldn't be you couldn't you couldn't keep doing it. Doing it just because a sense of duty and purpose, you'd wear out, you'd burn out. 
why am I staying up with my kids, you know, to who knows, because I'm investing in my child. I care about my child to the point I'll do it. And every time you do that, you realize you strengthen the bond. So who, at the end of the day, who gains? You also gain. The child obviously gains, the husband gains, right? the parent gains, your friend gains, but you also gain. If you, grow, if you understand that then they tlochem, it's for you, then you can walk away with something which you can give over to a child that can motivate them and they want to do it too. So the Russian says, really there's an answer in his question. Is this a better for you? The answer is yes. It is for you. It's not for, it's not for him. It's for us. Okay, I have to run. So we got through one of them. This is one thought I wanted to share with you. But um, 